It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Our vision is going to continue to be blurred as long as we are pursuing paths that have become common but are aired. In other words, they're wrong. It's, it's not because I think they're wrong or uh, some other conglomerate group of people thinks they're wrong. It's because history, history, the great teacher, tells us these things are wrong. Because I will, I, I'm going to be honest with you, there's just many growling dogs that are nipping at the heels of those who still believe in common sense. Where should we start? There is a cultural war out there on common sense, against cordiality, despising reasoning, and ignoring the clever approaches that give us different angles to solve our problem. I think, can we begin here? Because I can tell you, you all know this, that many years ago, a policy was generated through the Supreme Court, and some people think it's in the Constitution, but it, it really isn't. But it was generated as a ruling in the Supreme Court of the United States. And many politicians and uh, founding fathers at the time agreed with it. And that was to introduce, the Supreme Court decision introduced the concept of the separation of church and state. Although by some individuals this idea has been repudiated as a pagan desire to eliminate spirituality from our country, it is actually a rather accidental, ingenious way of making sure that politics does not become a religion and religion does not become Political. We do not want politics to become a religion. And religion sucks when it becomes political. Religion, by its nature, is the pursuit of the worship of God and the affairs of the church. But politics is supposed to be honoring the Constitution and seeking out the best for the American people. Yet when these two flirt, when they copulate with each other, religion and politics, they create all sorts of bad children. It especially is worse when they begin to imitate each other. Politics cannot become a religion without destroying the basic power of our thoughts and government. And religion cannot form its aspirations based upon the political temperature in the air. 
but it seems this is where we've landed. I don't, I don't know whether anybody disagree with that. Politics has become religious, and religion has become political. I'll tell you right now, our politicians are too religious, and our religious leaders are too political. So what problem does this create? Can I give you one? I want to tell you that invoking the name of God to support your cause is just flat out unfair. Insisting that the Almighty has made a stance on an issue creates a prejudice against any other opinion or solution and creates horrible self-righteousness. What is fascinating is that religious leaders who should be aware of the dangers of climate change, they poo-poo it because their political leanings tell them it is a liberal issue instead of a practical one. Why do I say that religious folks should be aware of the dangers of climate change? It's the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation warns of climate change. The dangers that could be created in our world with floods, earthquakes, and even the sun becoming so hot that it burns people all from the book of Revelation. Doesn't that sound like what climate change people are saying out there? So why are religious people fighting against it? Because it doesn't fit in to the politics. We'll walk away from the good book to follow the book of politics. Because this climate change idea doesn't seem to come from the right political party. Religious people out there ignore the danger in deference to their new religion of politics. We are now making decisions about our churches based upon what the political parties decide to be essential for the platform that will separate the sheep from the goats, or in this case, the elephants from the donkeys. So if you're going to start invoking the name of God, maybe we should tell the whole story. It starts off in the book of Genesis by telling us that humans are the caretakers of the earth. What's that mean? It means we're supposed to correct errors which are infecting our environment. Aren't we certainly aware that God himself is an environmentalist? For after all, he asked Noah to take animals onto the ark. Was that not an act of conservation? Yet the average fanatic now tries to blend political party jargon with a little Bible, a little party, a little Bible, a little party to form the doctrines of practice. And that kind of leads me to number two. When you, you start invoking the name of God to try to prove your political point, 
suddenly we seem willing to overlook the true hypocrisy that's in politics. If the hypocrite involved is siding with our religious and political stance. Somewhere along the line, the church has forgotten that Jesus said, by fruit, we will actually know we are seeing believers. We've stopped looking for fruit, friends. People are just looking at the tree to make sure it's got a trunk and the limbs are sturdy and we like it as long as it's one of one of our breed. Even though the Pharisees of Jesus' day were, were a religious political force, Jesus did not spend his time arguing issues with them. But instead, he, he questioned them about their lives, their motives, their desires, actions and whether they were actually going to put in practice something called mercy. You are not a Christian because you're a Republican. And you're also not a Christian because you're a Democrat. You're only a Christian if you follow the commandments, the lifestyle, and the principles of Jesus of Nazareth. I, I don't care if you're not a Christian. You can be secular, atheist, Muslim, Jewish, or anything you want to desire, but you are not automatically given a free pass for errant behavior, miscarriages of justice, and bad choices simply because you tout a faith which is in my or somebody else's favor. And I think it finally leads me to a third point that really bugs me about this. If religion is not the faith that challenges us to be merciful to human beings, then politics can come along and become the instrument of selfishness and greed. James wrote an epistle, and in that epistle, he, he voraciously condemns rich people for the mistreatment of the laborers who've worked so hard, whose efforts cry out to God because their bosses will not treat them well. Does this make James a Democrat? Or was, was James a, a socialist? Or was James doing what his faith told him to do? And that's defending humanity that God holds sacred. The voice of spirituality demands faithfulness to a creed that accepts human beings as equals and honors, honors those who treat them well. Now, the principles of politics are meant to present a style of governing which gives place to the founding principles of our nation and, it, and is a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. But religion and politics not only fail to mix, but when we attempt to mingle them, each of them loses its, its effectiveness because it has been diluted by the other. 
politics becomes too religious. Religion becomes too political. Politics becomes too religious, therefore closing the door for people who might disagree on issues of faith. And religion becomes too entwined with a political party and sacrifices its effective nature to lead us into kinder, more righteous ways. 2020 will be a season when we must stand and demand the separation of church and state, of religion and politics. Otherwise, we will begin to promote a Republican God and portray the Democrats as atheists and communists. Or a socially-minded democratic Jesus will be portrayed fighting off those Republican Pharisees. As Jesus said, I have children you don't even know about. And if you think there are more Christian Republicans or more Christians who are Democrats, then you break the cardinal rule of separating church and state. You make both of them weaker, insipid. When the Bible is read through the eyes of grace, when the Bible is read through the eyes of grace, it teaches us many things about compassion, creativity. When politics is pursued in the protection and promotion of equality with all the people of our country, while providing services, pursuing goals, it becomes the kind of institution that was promised in the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. You can't mingle them. Do you hear me? You can't favor one party over another. Faith stands alone on its own works. Politics stands alone on its own works. And the two are best when they challenge one another to protect people from the union of both. Politics is best when it avoids religion because it knows it will become too self-righteous. And religion is best when it avoids politics because it knows it will become too corrupt. The good news is the separation of church and state, the separation of church and state keeps faith alive and merciful. And the better news is a government that knows its responsibility to govern instead of preach will step away from religion and take up the mission of forming a more perfect union. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com. <laughs>